Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello, Melissa. Hi, Dina. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing great. Very excited to be making this new episode. Yeah, me too. We have a jam-packed episode. First, we're going to talk about our first ever negative review, which Melissa and I are actually really excited about. Yeah. Uh, after that, you know, we'll we'll dive into bee talk, which are bumblebees, which might sound boring, but it's one of our favorite sides of TikTok. Yeah. And then we'll get into food trends. And then we're going to do a little special pandemic rewind because it's the first anniversary of when COVID hit and when most people downloaded TikTok. Yeah, it's been, I think I just saw an article that mentioned it's been like exactly a year since like places started shutting down and they started closing businesses. So gosh, one year of a pandemic, one year of TikTok trends. Yeah, well, TikTok was around before the pandemic, but for everyone I couldn't convince to get on before the pandemic, it's way yeah. for them. For me, yeah, it started. TikTok will always be linked with the pandemic for me. All right, before we get into that, Melissa, would you like to read our negative review? Yes, okay. Thank you so much for leaving this. So uh, the person's handle is Concrete Warhol. And they titled it, Stop Desperately Trying to Be Accepted by Gen Z. They wrote, It's mind-boggling that two 30-something-year-old grown millennial women are obsessed with what teenagers think of them. Please, it's so cringe listening to you guys begging other adults your age to please not offend the TikTok kids. One of you actually called them your heroes. Barf emoji. If you are just yourself, and stop trying so hard to get Gen Z to like you, then maybe they'll stop making fun of you guys and actually respect you. Thank you. Both yeah. me and Dina had the same reaction <laughs> when she sent this. We were both like, oh my gosh, this is great. Yeah, and I think we had Cena on and we asked him for his podcast advice. He has a great podcast named Fraudsters. And he's like, you know, just keep putting consistent content out there. And really the worst feedback is no feedback at all because you want mm. people listening and being engaged, even if it's negative. So yeah. we love this. We yeah. love that it's not just our family and friends yes. listening. This is definitely yeah. a stranger unless we have a mole in our family. And this friends. could be could this be, a could mole. be a family member. <laughs> it could be. You're you're right, actually. Who knows? But I also love specifically that it's cringe because cringe I've been seeing more and more yeah. as like a um Gen Z term. Right? Yeah. Like it's not a term that I thought was popular until I kept seeing like it in TikTok comments and things and now I see it on here. So that's why I feel like it's legitimately a Gen Zer who wrote this, um, which is exciting. See, I think it's a millennial who wrote who wrote it. Oh, interesting. I, you're you're right picking up on that that sort of jargon of the younger kids they're using cringe. 
But I don't know. I feel like the way they spoke about it feels like the defense a lot of millennials have have taken on TikTok. It's like, I don't know. Because most Gen Z are sort of like, they laughed this off. Also, we were, we were nice to Gen Z because they point out here, yeah. like, you shouldn't try to get these teenagers to like you. Mm, true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a boomer. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who just not. knows how to use the word cringe. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I will say, though, once again, like, yeah, I also loved the fact that they were commenting more on the content we were talking about and funny enough this is like very relevant this is literally what we were talking about on that episode was just like how people are reacting to this idea of gen z's versus millennials so like i love that they were talking about the content too like you know Mm -hmm. I, i it's one thing to write a negative comment that's just like oh like these girls voices it hurts my ears like that would make me sad but like for somebody to actually just like comment on the content we were talking about in a somewhat thoughtful way I'm like this is this is ideal yeah they actually listen to it and they form their own opinion that's all that's, I, I couldn't ask for more that's such a great point I'm waiting for someone to comment on our last episode when we sang driver's license <laughs> and definitely made everyone's ears bleed that's going to be fun. I hope someone comments on that. Or I hope, yeah. as you said, that someone gives us a Grammy for that. Yeah. Well, we deserve it. Well, speaking of the Grammys, actually, did you watch any of the, the Grammys? No, not at all. I've seen, like, some, you know, whatever headlines were made on Instagram, but no. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kept falling asleep during them. Not, I thought they were pretty good. There were a lot of performances. So happy to see Beyonce there. I feel like she's mm-hmm. been gone. She's definitely been oh, yeah. missing from my life. So I was happy to see her. And um, it was great, you know, to see a lot of artists who are popular on TikTok, obviously, you know, winning Grammys. So It's interesting, actually. I was thinking if it wasn't for TikTok, I would not know who any of these people were. Yes, exactly. Like, without a doubt. Yeah, TikTok has actually exposed me to a lot of new artists. Because, you know, I pretty much just sit here and listen to Elton John, like, and Billy Billy Joel. Joel, yeah. (laughs) So I really would have no exposure to new artists had it not been for TikTok. Yes, definitely. All right, should we get to B-Talk? B-Talk. Yeah. Now, B-Talk is bumblebee tiktok and i for some uh, most of our friends who are on tiktok this video this week has come up for everyone and it's just really blown up this account the account is at texas bee works and it's a professional beekeeper named erica thompson she saves bees in austin texas and what's amazing is in all her videos she's not wearing any bee gear She's just like, you know, fondling and, and picking up bees with, <laughs> with maybe that's the wrong word. I, yeah, I think so. But with no protection. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really striking to see. And um, the footage yeah. of the bees is, is stunning. Bees had been living in this backyard shed for at least two years. The landlord wanted to call an exterminator, but the family who lived here wanted to save the bees, so they called me. When I lifted up the floor, I found a huge hive full of gentle bees. 
The hive was so big I had to remove another section of floor to access the entire thing. Then I started removing the hive. Whatever I removed from the original hive went right into the new one so the bees would have everything they need to survive. After I removed all of the comb, I started scooping bees into the new hive. As soon as I put the bees by the new hive, they marched right in. Then a stream of bees began running out from under the floor into the new hive. So I waited and watched to see if I could spot the queen bee in the crowd. After about 15 minutes, she appeared, so I put her in a clip to keep her safe. Once the queen was in the new hive, some bees began sending signals to help the other bees find their way home. I left the hive overnight, and by the next day, the entire colony was in their new home, and it was another great day of saving the bees. It's one of those things, again, it's like a side of TikTok that it's oddly soothing, like watching her. And because she's so thoughtful, and I guess, you know, you have to be... <laughs> like to to open up she's around all these bees and i'm assuming if she were to be very quick or blunt with her movements she would get stung so because of that she's very slow and thoughtful in her movements so watching it in turn it gives you that vibe of like oh like this is actually very soothing to watch um the comments on these videos are so funny though like people are mostly just like very supportive like this is awesome um but so many of the comments are just like this girl with like millions of bees and it's like emojis of like smile face calm relaxed prayer hands and then it's like me with like one bee in my backyard and it's like running emoji like skull emoji um it's it's really funny, I think, the way in the comments everyone can relate to each other that, like, this woman is a superhero. How is she doing this? Yeah, it's that video has 58.8 million views, which is tremendous. That's wow. huge. And um, she has another video about male bees. And they're all super educational. And it's, again, something I would never think before TikTok that I was interested in. Like, you know, I bees are bees. They're around. I just always hope not to get stung by them. But learning about them and the, the, some of the science and, and how to save them and the honey. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah, uh, really. Talk about a world I never would have thought I'd be interested in or like actively seeking out content about. Yeah, I love she describes how like the mix. She describes the queen bee and what their sort of role in the ecosystem is. And then, yeah, men in the ecosystem, which obviously the comments on this video are very funny. People being like, see, I told you we didn't need men. Like, (laughs) we should do this with humans. This is a male bee getting kicked out of the hive by a female bee. Male honeybees are called drones, and they don't do much work around the hive. They don't collect food, they don't take care of the baby bees, they don't build the hive, and they don't defend the hive since they don't have stingers. This is why you've probably never seen a male honeybee before unless you've been near or inside of a hive. Male bees only have one job, to mate with a queen. So when mating season is over and winter is coming, the worker bees force all of the drones out of the hive. Sometimes they chase them out, sometimes they drag them out. But once they're out of the hive, the male bees will either starve or freeze to death. In fact, you can often find a pile of dead male bees on the ground around the entrance of the hive. During the winter, there aren't as many flowers in bloom and food is scarce. The drones are just more mouths to feed at a time when resources are low. 
Since they're no longer making significant contributions, the female bees have to get rid of the males for the survival of the colony. There's a really good reaction video uh, at Y-A-W-D-I-E, at Yachty, reacts to the Saving the Bees video. Oh, yo, Wagwan's backyard shed for at least two years. Two years? Wanted to call an exterminator at the and they didn't do nothing about the bees, so they called me. Oh, they called you. Holy! How are you doing all of that without the the mass and the gloves and the sh? Then I started removing the hive. Whatever I removed, the original went right into the new one. Did she just? Yo, somebody, somebody, look at this. Somebody, look at this. I started scooping bees into the new. Bro, she scooped that shit up like she scooping ice cream, bro. How did she not get sting or stung or? Yeah, his his reaction is, I think, very similar to pretty much everybody watching these videos. <laughs> Just Definitely. complete shock, awe, and admiration. Yeah. And then from these videos, I then went to see if there were other bee accounts. So there's two other ones I just wanted to call out that are also really cool. One is at SK underscore beekeeping, and the other is at Rescue. Again, great footage of bees, educational, and just beautifully shot pieces. Yeah, it's there's something to be said about, it's like, you know, so many marketers always try to figure out, like, what makes content compelling, you know? Yeah. How can you get people to keep watching? This, the last account you mentioned, Mr. Mrs. Bee Rescue, they do something where they have a box and it's literally just like a cardboard box they cut out something in it i don't i haven't watched enough videos to really understand what the box is <laughs> but there was one video where they there was a huge bee infestation on the bottom of a car like on the wheel of a car and they did this box and then somehow they got all the bees from the wheel to go into this box and oh, wow. they no longer infested the car they were in this box and then they transferred them wherever and i could not take my eyes off of it like yeah. it was just talk about like compelling compelling content i don't know what it is about the talk but it has got that magic spark. Yeah, so if any marketers are listening, just put some bees in your content. Yeah, you'll be get fine. Some bees. <laughs> get some bees. <laughs> All right, moving on from bee talk, I feel like there's always a new food trend popping up on TikTok. And these are two that I keep seeing over and over. The first one is Nature's Cereal. And Lizzo really made it super popular. But at Nature's underscore food started it and it's basically you put blueberries raspberries and pomegranate seeds in a bowl and then you put coconut water as like sort of like the instead of milk of cereal it's coconut water and then ice to make it cold and you just eat it with a spoon and everyone says it tastes like a smoothie i haven't tried it I don't, there's something about watching people eat very cold things that gets me very sensitive and anxious, but it does look good. I would try it maybe without the ice, uh, and it seems really healthy, too. Yeah, as soon as you mentioned the ice, I, like, yeah. got a little cringe, <laughs> shall we say. Um, yeah, I don't know why the ice makes me uncomfortable, too. Yeah. 
um one day i'll try it but uh, yeah it keeps coming up on my for you page like just every like every creator has been trying Mm. it and small creators big creators people are doing spins on it um Mm. you know if you don't like pomegranate seeds you can put in a different thing if you don't like coke oh and a lot of them are funny because people try to put coconut water in but then most of the videos i'm just trying to open like a coconut and people have oh. so much trouble opening a, a coconut. So if you do try to do it, maybe use Harmless Harvest, which your brother used to work for, which is a great coconut water brand. Yeah, I used to demo for them in Whole Foods. It is like good. One of my favorite jobs. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I guess, so I haven't seen this actually, but oh. um, I guess what you're saying, it sounds like visually it's got that, maybe like food blogger aesthetic where like yeah they're colorful. using an actual coconut because mm. in my as soon as you said that i was like oh okay like i have a lot of those products at home i could just like buy a bottle of yeah harmless coconut water and pour it in but it sounds like yeah. part of the the whole vibe of it is to use more like natural looking things yeah and <laughs> that brings us to the seitan chicken I think I'm, am I pronouncing that right? Seitan? Is it Seitan? <laughs> Speaking of natural. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Seitan. Seitan, yeah. yeah. So our friend Sam, our food consultant, send, mm-hmm. keeps sending us these. I hadn't seen them, but once she sent me them, then I started getting a million of them. You basically use this flour and then you put it in water and it's Seitan and then you fry it up. And then it really looks like fried chicken, but it's not. It's completely vegan. Uh, I wonder how it tastes. Uh, it's just, it's a very bizarre thing to me. So it's funny because I I live out in California and I was vegan for a hot second when I lived mm. with my brother <laughs> in New York. And I had seitan because it's a popular vegan like meat substitute. I never knew what it was. And now I see on TikTok, I was like, wait a minute, this is what seitan was the whole time. I thought it was like some sort of tofu. Me too. Me too. Something, you know, (laughs) right? Like I figured, I don't know, it's like soy. But I guess this is what seitan actually is. It's like, um, it's dough. Like it it looks like like, it looks like they're making bread. Yeah. Yeah. Pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's all those same sort of like ingredients. But then they just, yeah, it's like they grill, or, well, it could be grilled, but they, like, pan fry, they fry it, yeah. the dough before, like, they, instead of baking it necessarily. I've learned a lot just from these videos. The TikToks, yeah, sure, yeah. me too. I was like, I had no idea this is what it was or how they made it. And then, yeah, it looks like chicken in the end. And, and that's, yeah, if you go to, like, any sort of vegan restaurant, I've seen a ton of like, you know, seitan, chicken wraps, seitan, mm. barbecue, and like, he, this is where it comes from. Yeah, so I had no from. idea. It was it was dough, which is crazy because when you fry bread, I'm thinking like, it's not going to come out like chicken. Yeah. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's strange. It's a strange thing. Yeah. <laughs> now we'll move on to our what we'll call our pandemic rewind because so we started this podcast we published our first episode july of 2020 
But that was well, you know, a couple months into the pandemic. You know, the pandemic started in March. So we thought we'd go over some of the songs that were popular back last March and some of the trends that were popular back last March. Yeah. And it's funny, like we had um, Daniel Mertzloft on the podcast a few months ago, and we were talking about how time just feels so quick on TikTok. And at the same time, you can really... Like, there's these songs that are just forever ingrained in our brain now as being, like, hyper-associated with TikTok or with certain, like, moments in our life, especially during this pandemic. Like, everything's sort of been heightened. So it's just, it was crazy, like, going back through these songs. Like, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, like, they would be stuck in my head all day because all I did was just watch TikTok all day. And I like could I I was sleeping with like these songs blasting mm-hmm. in my head. <laughs> the first one I remember, and it, again, it's just it's really nostalgic thinking about like joining TikTok for the first time for me. You know, you were earlier. There was that "Bored in the House" song, which was like, yeah, as soon as the pandemic hit and everybody was stuck, that how that song was like the anthem. Okay, I'm bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. Bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. Bored in the motherfucker in the house bored and I'm bored in the motherfucker in the house bored. Bored in the house, bored in the house bored. Bored in the house, bored in the house bored. I'm bored in the motherfucker in the house bored. Yeah, and what's so interesting to think now is we didn't think we'd be bored in the house or you know still in our house yeah. for so much longer. And so it's crazy to think back like what our first thoughts were in March mm. when we were under lockdown and we were bored in the house because we're like oh but you know there's an end in sight little did we know like uh, you know i'm still not back at an office a year later which i mean that's mind-boggling to think about we thought like two weeks oh we'll be back totally yeah and what's interesting is the guy i think his name is jay roach who who wrote that song he he actually a video of his came up on my for you page and he was saying like basically thank you so much TikTok. like he was able to afford all these things in life and i think he signed a record deal um but just these great things happened to him and mostly because that one song like it just that song on TikTok like caught the sentiment of what everyone was feeling in like a fun way and people were trying to be positive and it's great to see now a year later like he has his career has taken off because of it that's incredible. Yeah. And it is crazy because it's like, it has been a year. Like somebody could establish a career in that time. On it's TikTok. It's crazy. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And just and just for context, I was looking back and Charlie D'Amelio and all the like, those TikTokers that never show up on my For You page. But I actually went to her and to see kind of what songs she was doing during that time in March and April. And at that time, she only had 44 million followers, which was a year ago. She has 110 million followers now, which is nuts. And so many, like, tabloids and scandals later for her. She's she's still around. I feel like we don't hear about her as much. But, yeah, she skyrocketed as well, like, after March. Like, imagine just gaining over 50 million followers in a year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it... In general, too, I I do feel like when the pandemic first started and when I first got on TikTok, it was, my experience on TikTok was more music-centered 
Like, mm-hmm. that's why it's when I think back, I think about these songs. Um, and they were stuck in my head a lot. And it was a way more, at least for my experience, it was pretty linear. It was like Charlie did a dance or Addison did a dance and then went through a lot of other people. And maybe I didn't see them doing it on my page, but I may have seen somebody else who's like more in my demo doing it or doing a parody of it. And now when I think of the type of t- the type of content I'm seeing on TikTok, it is more like bee talk. Like it's become... Yeah for me less of like song based trends and more of like little informational videos or educational content um without necessarily having like a song trend behind it that's interesting i think my for you page goes through phases because now there's a like the best friend dance song that i keep getting over and over again i'll find it and i'll play it so that to me like you're saying is like song based but then again like i'll have all the informational stuff i'll have so many so many comedy parodies and skits and things like that but I think the app is evolved to just, and it knows us so much better too. Yeah, that exactly. That's so what knows, I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. It's the scary algorithm of it all. Yeah. Another song that was ingratiated in my head when the pandemic first started was the Pew Pew Pew. It's a chopper, and like all these celebrities had joined, yes. and that was like an easy intro for them because they would do it with their kids, and it was like one of those easy dances. And there was the effect that all them would do sometimes with the big head. Yes. That was popular. Oh, memories. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Hold up. Wait a minute. It's a chopper. It's a chopper. Hold up. Wait a minute. It's a 22. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, as soon as we said, like, pandemic songs, that song say so came into my head yeah i felt like that it just i could not get that song stuck out of my head when i got on tiktok it was everywhere why don't you say so why don't you say is that doja so? cat i want to say it's doja cat but i'm not 100 percent sure i feel okay. like if both of us are like 20 percent sure it's her then maybe then it is we'll, we'll check it, it out we gotta fact check it <laughs> But yeah, she was she just performed at the Grammys. That was and I was like, oh okay, I don't, I know her from TikTok. I wouldn't yeah. have known otherwise. There was this other one I remember when it first started. Now it's like we all call it COVID. But remember when we used to call it Corona? <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> And there was that, like, somebody did a sample on TikTok. It's Corona time. And, like, so many people would just make, like, funny little videos. Yeah. It's Corona time. Hey, it's Corona time right now. That also (laughs) reminds me of the audio when Cardi B would say, Yes. Corona. (laughs) Coronavirus. Coronavirus. That was it. Yeah. And that 
audio will be forever in my head from April yes. and May and March of last year. Absolutely. <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I'm telling you, shit is real! Shit is getting real! Woo! Same goes for that one. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. I don't know when she actually first came out, though, with that one, which it's just so funny because I feel like even a month after lockdown, like, that was relevant, and it is still, like, a year later. Yeah, it's still relevant, especially in Texas where the, the yeah is lifted. Oh, blinding lights for me. When that dance blew up, that song was everywhere and also i remember you being in the cars and it was always on the radio yes you could not escape that song and i mean it's no wonder why the weekend performed the halftime show at the super bowl like that yeah. song alone. I think it also broke all these records of like staying on the top 100 list for like the longest time. It, wow. Yeah. And I, I, I do wonder like if it wasn't the TikTok dance, if it would have been so successful. Yeah, that was that was everywhere. That one. Um, there was another song, Something by Wiz Khalifa that kept coming up for me and Boss Bitch from Doja Cat. So these were, again, like artists that I probably would never have heard of or listened to their music who suddenly were like on my radar because they were on TikTok. And there was funny, like the boss bitch with Doja Cat, I remember. It's the one that's like, I'm a bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. And it was just, it was a great, people would do a little format where they would do like little fashion shows sometimes or like, here's what I'd wear to this, here's what I'd wear to this. And a lot of these audios come with like a funny format where people Mm -hmm. did sketches to it on TikTok. And it worked beautifully to have like a paired audio with a, a specific format. Yeah. I like the don't be suspicious one, which I think, what show is that from originally? So I know it's... Is it Parks Jenny, and Rec? Jenny Slate. It's Jenny, Jenny Slate. Slate. Yeah. So was it from Parks and Rec? I felt like it was either her in Parks and Rec or on that Nick, the Nick Kroll show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have been from either of those. Might be Parks and Rec. But yeah, it like just that clip of her saying that Don't be suspicious. blew up on Don't TikTok. Be yeah. It's funny because some of these are getting recycled. So I'll see yeah. these songs and these trends like blowing up again. And it'll be someone who takes the trend and kind of just flips it a little bit or makes it funnier or caters to their niche. No, it's funny that, like, the don't be suspicious one stuck with me because I was like, that's such a, it's a funny line from a funny show, mm-hmm. but, like, it would, ne- now it's, like, constantly, it'll be associated with our culture, at yeah. least in our circles, like, 
forever. Like we we've quoted that offhand. Like if we're just doing something silly, we'll be like, "Don't be suspicious." Don't you know? It's like yeah, it crossed over from just like a line in a show to now on TikTok. It's and the fact that yeah, people are still using it. Like it's become its own thing. Yeah, it's taken on a, a world of its own. Similar to how we discussed Gia's Real Housewives yeah. of New Jersey song. Anytime something bad happens, even people not on TikTok, I don't even think they know where it comes from, but they'll say, yeah. oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, no, it's no, impossible no. Yes. to not have that reaction now. It's yes. just we're, like, uh, conditioned. I'm conditioned yes. to sing that if something bad happens. Yeah, same. And there's another one, too, I have the same thought about, the one where she says, Girl, don't do it. It's not worth it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just thinking about it. I did it. Yes. That, like, it works uh, for so many things. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that has been a TikTok stronghold. Like, oh, that was yeah, popular when around. I first joined. It's still popular now. Yeah it, yeah. it was popular a lot at the beginning of the pandemic. People were just shaving their heads on TikTok a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, that has died down, or at least I haven't seen it on TikTok. <laughs> but it would always be, like, someone with a razor next to their hair, and then it'd be like, I did it, and then they're bald. <laughs> <laughs> There's the other one that I eventually realized this was, like, from a, real, a reality show, of course. I'm like, TLC. It's just the audio of, like, hey... Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> that one, I think, also, like, I still hear it sometimes. And it's just, uh, yes. it, it really has become, like, a TikTok thing. It, and it's funny because, yeah, that is sort of TikTok shtick in some ways. It's, like, mm-hmm. taking something from a different platform or a different medium and giving it new life or different life on TikTok. So, like, that's a perfect example of, yeah, it was a reality show clip but I will never not know it as a TikTok audio. That's what yeah. it's become more famous for. And we don't even know what reality show it came from. Like, it's just plucked from obscurity in a way yeah. and then repurposed and given birth to a whole yes. new life on TikTok. I, I love, I've been seeing a lot of videos recently where it's like uh, when people aren't who aren't on TikTok kind of don't know the shtick in which you mm. were talking about. So, like, if I started singing... If I drop something like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. People, like, must look at me like I'm crazy. But because not everyone is on TikTok as much as I like to think they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this was my life with, like, TV shows and movies prior to TikTok. Even I would constantly reference or quote things. And had to remind myself not everybody has seen that movie or knows what you're talking about. Yeah, my mom was on one of those knee rovers because she had ankle surgery. So she would like push off and it would roll. And there was the popular audio at the time that was just wee. (laughs) So I every time she pushed (laughs) off and I see her, I would just say wee. Oh my God, perfect. and like my parents had no idea what it was but like I made it get stuck in my dad's head so then he kept saying wee wee every time she would roll around but yeah all because of TikTok part of our vocabulary now yes are there any other songs that there are so many I mean we could we can talk about them for hours over the past year yeah I mean we can't 
We can't not mention the Savage song. Oh, yeah. Which uh, was, wasn't, was that performed at the Grammys? I didn't oh, watch, watch, but... It. But that is, isn't that Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion? It is, yeah. So Savage won a Grammy, and it's Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion, which, again, had it not been for TikTok, I think it still would have won. But, I mean, that song was everywhere, and everyone was doing a dance to it. Hey, so you back, I'm a savage. Classic, bougie, ratchet. That's the one. I felt like that was a lot of millennials gateway dancing one. Like some like if they were gonna Mm -hmm. learn a dance, it was gonna be the savage dance. Like everyone tried to learn that dance. Agreed. That was the one more than anything that the dance really stood out to me when I first joined TikTok. It was like, right. like people were using audio and music for different random stuff. But the Savage one, if you heard that, it was like they were doing the dance. Yes. And I imagine that when society opens up and all the clubs are open again, that song comes on at the club or at the bar. People are going to be doing that dance. Oh my gosh, I just realized that. Yeah, people have like routines now for certain dances that's like not something well soldier boy it's like yeah you know that was a a soldier boy was our like dance yeah but now there's so many every song has a has a choreographed dance to it yeah when you and i can finally hit the clubs again we can do all these tiktok dances oh that's perfect that's where we love to be at the club Doing our dances. <laughs> Doing our dances. That's great. Getting bottle service. The food trend that most stands out to me during that time when the pandemic started, I know everyone was making banana bread and stuff, and I don't even drink coffee, but I kept getting served these whipped coffee videos, and I was very tired of them. I'm glad there's like now 9 million other food trends that have taken over, but when, you, when the pandemic hit, like the whipped coffee went berserk yeah i don't know if i ever really considered making bread but i was about to like go buy because i think you had to have like instant coffee to make the whipped coffee yes and have that Mm. and i was like i might do it i might do it girl don't do it (laughs) but i was like i might do it but i didn't i didn't end up doing it girl she did it do that (laughs) We are just walking uh, TikTok audios now. Yeah, we are. And the last thing was there was the hashtag distance dance when the pandemic first started that P&G sponsored and they got like Charlie D'Amelio. And and it was kind of a nice thing. They got people to donate. But it was when if you're like a year ago, we didn't see so many ads on TikTok. We didn't see the sponsorships integrated in the way they are now. And when I think back, like, to how fast that ramped up and, like, now brands are using it in, you know, totally different ways, that was kind of like P&G, this huge company um, using Charlie and kind of the pandemic to do good and also for their brand. That was sort of the start of it. Now it's kind of second nature, I think, for these big companies to get on tiktok and do campaigns 
Yeah, it's a good point. It's it's really interesting because this past year, in some ways, went by really quick. In some ways, like it's a full year and yeah. a lot can happen. But yeah, I think in particular, it's like yeah, now every time I open the app, there's an ad. It's yeah. a sponsored sponsored content when you first open. I mean, they've done a pretty good job of still having the content be created by TikTok creators. Yeah, that was a pretty genius idea. Whoever came up with that, instead of it being just like the same commercial, you know, you see on Hulu or you see on all throughout on YouTube, they're having original content created for TikTok. But yeah, that just it went from not that I would open my app and it was just my for you page and whoever was there. To now, I know every time I open the app, it's an ad, and I gotta skip it. And then also you're served so many more sponsored TikTok videos and the best yeah. ones are the ones you can't tell where where sometimes I'll look down and I'll see sponsored content and I was like oh wow like it's so native I didn't even realize and that's kind of the point of it but I you know every 10 videos after yeah. there's a sponsored and usually I click away really fast because I'm not interested but some of them are really good but that wasn't the case a year ago. You're so right. And they did it so naturally, I will say. Yeah, like, literally, so until you just brought it up now, I really wasn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they really did yeah. a, a natural job just releasing it in a somewhat subtle way. Yeah, well, happy year to everyone listening. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a year in the pandemic. And for many of us, that means... A year of TikTok. It might be some of our TikTok anniversaries as well. And yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us in the journey and talking about it and analyzing it. And yeah, we'll and keep we'll keep doing it for more years to come. Yes, and thanks for everyone who leaves comments and shares and writes reviews. And please follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Too old for TikTok pod and check out our blog, tooldfortiktok.com. And thank you so much.